Welcome, everybody. This is BNB Weekly, episode 167. It is 20th of May, so pretty soon it's Christmas. Now, I'm sorry, I just ran somebody's summer. Um, <laughs> my name is Esther Hilfan. <laughs> I'm a product manager in the Microsoft 365 platform, um, helping on the ecosystem and open source and community stuff. And with me as a co-host is Waldek. Who are you? Good morning, everybody. Good day. My name is Valdek Mastikas, and I'm cloud developer advocate for Microsoft 365 with Microsoft advocacy, where we help developers untangle development on Microsoft 365. Excellent. So, and in the BNB Weekly, I always talk about the latest on what has happened within the past week, and we have a visitor in this show as well, depending on MVP or a Microsoft employee or something else. We haven't something, what, what else? Would a person. I don't know. One, a, a dog. Next time we will get your dogs. That, oh, that would be cool. So, yeah, it's a pretty one-sided discussion, but... Um, then you can actually influence they can, the they, conclusion. Yeah, exactly. They can bark, right? <laughs> yes. Do they? Do they bark? Never? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Well, yes. there you go. Oh, we could actually do that. Anyway, um, so uh, we are recording this a bit. Of, normally, we record these things on Monday, but this is recorded on Friday. So we didn't have a massive amount of articles um, on to cover. And also, that's because a lot of the stuff is getting now delayed a bit for the day when this is getting actually released, which is the Microsoft Build uh, released um, uh, starting dates. Uh, so Build 2022 uh, is happening on 24th to 26th of May uh, in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> it's an so, online virtual event that you can attend from, from behind your own desk or your backyard yes. or on the go. Yes. Yeah. And and if you're listening to this on the day that when the podcast was released, it's going to be starting at that day a bit later because we typically released this earlier. But today uh, we also have a, a visitor who's Gautam from uh, Valo sure. Solution. Sure. What I was thinking the right pronunciation. <laughs> but Probably Gautam, not. Uh, Gautam works as a, a architect or a, a developer in the Valo Solutions um, around their offerings in the Microsoft 365 space. And it's an interesting discussion on his journey actually from India to Finland because he moved to Finland where Valo's headquarter is. So Valo is nowadays part of the staff base, but it's it's a mixture of transitions and all of that stuff. So, but let's actually jump on that interview with the Gautam and then we'll come back with the articles after that. So thank you, Gautam, joining us once again. Uh, you were actually in the show in the one, uh, episode 133, but it's been more than nine months uh, since you came being in the show since, and I guess something has changed. Maybe something has changed. If nothing else has changed, I guess we're meeting the, people. The background is different. The, the background, background is, is different. different. That is true. That That is true. He's probably mm. calling from office, and nine months ago, that was not possible. Unless he has that background at his home, or <laughs> unless it's a virtual background, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Gautam, can you do a quick intro who you are? <laughs> no, what are you doing? Hi, hi, thanks, thanks, Visa and Waldek for having me here. Uh, I'm Gautam Shade. Uh, I work as a software developer at Wallo Solutions, and I also help maintain the PNP PowerShell repository. Yeah. yeah. And you're an MVP, of course, yeah, in MVP, Office Developers. And, office yeah. Yeah. I, I was just reviewing yesterday 642 MVP renewables. <laughs> Which is a great place to be in because it only proves that we have a vibrant and passionate group of people. Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Who and and that was not just bring them office development. Yeah. It was OAS, office, develop, uh, office and apps and services, MVP. Anyway, the category is so weird. Now, Gautam, um, you're also an MVP as well. Now, uh, 
can you talk about a bit on, on your journey? You're actually sitting now in Helsinki uh, in Pastila, unless I'm completely mistaken, uh, because I know where the, the, your office is. Uh, you you actually are based from India, um, and we wanted to actually talk about a bit about a few different things within this call. Um, if you are an Indian software developer, how did you end up in Finland? How did you just end up in Helsinki? Well, what so happened? You go on a plane, you go on a plane, and you <laughs> leave India, yeah. and you arrive in Finland. Yeah, yeah, you apply for a visa, you book the tickets, you hope that visa gets approved, and you don't yeah. have to worry about the tickets. So, yeah. And you buy buy a jacket, a warm <laughs> jacket. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but, it's, it's, but it's actually it's, when you think about it, that, that, yeah, exactly. There's a few interesting things. First of all, why Finland? Why on earth would you know, Finland is a nice place to live, especially in summertime? It's getting now better. Mosquitoes. Uh, Only in summertime, but yeah. And no mosquitoes in Helsinki. It's okay. It's okay. So not not in capital area. Um, and then. As a as moving from India to uh, Nordics, um, th- that's a pretty big leap as well. It doesn't happen for everybody, right? Yep. How, how did you have this opportunity of of moving to working at Valo? Mm, yep, I, I prior to working at Valo, I used to work at a company Rapid Circle, so they are also a very fabulous company. Um, they also encourage a lot of folks to contribute to the open source software and uh, like. For me, it turned out to be the PNP repositories in the PNP. So I started contributing mostly on the PNP provisioning engine side of the house and the PNP PowerShell commandlets and that kind of stuff. So I started contributing there. And then one day, probably I saw some post on social media. And I uh, from Valo that they're looking for some developers uh, who would like to join their team. And I found them to be quite interesting. So I applied to Valo and they got back to me and they they also liked my contributions to the community and after that the interview and process happened there and yeah. after that we the company sponsored the visa and that kind of stuff and then i moved to finland there how did uh, i want to actually truly how did you like because you worked on projects right yeah. because rapid circle is an sssi how did you find moving from working from projects to working on a product, because that's a quite a different thing. Product, product has their own life cycle. Projects have their own life cycle. Mostly you have very close interactions with the customers in case of the projects that you do. Uh, in case of products, I don't have that close of a relation with the customers, but we do have our own uh, user stories and the backlogs which we get from the customers. And based on that, we work towards developing those user stories. So. Yeah, uh, the the challenge is obviously like customers are, can be quite quite demanding and they have their own uh, requirements and that kind of stuff and you have to deliver them and then you're practically moving from one customer to another customer and that kind of stuff uh, happens. Uh, whereas in case of products, usually you are in working on the same products unless and until you want to move to a different product in the company and depending on that. So yeah. I have a question on that one. I want to go back on the previous thing is that that getting hired in in Valo, you, you mentioned that the GitHub contributions and being part of the yeah. community did matter. Is that a is the boost that a significant impact? Is that something what you would recommend for people to be doing in the in the open source, getting involved um, activity? Because you actually contributed for many years. You were yeah, really yeah. active on the and you still are, of course. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so um, it's good to have, uh, not necessarily you should have, but it also depends on your interest, your passion, your um, obviously your um, your ability to work on that kind of thing. So 
not everybody uh, can write code or does write code some people yeah. love to write documentation some write to, uh, like to write some other uh, piece of code and that kind of stuff so it all obviously depends on what kind of stuff you like to do and what you like to contribute to that so yeah, it's good to have but it's not must have so yeah. this this is something that uh, yeah it, what the advantage about that is it you get noticed with the people who are actually involved in maintaining that kind of stuff uh, you get to interact with them you learn from them and that is a benefit uh, from what what you get from contributing to the open source but yeah, yeah um, some i mean obviously there are some organizations which don't allow users to contribute to that because of their own policies and restrictions and yep. totally understand yeah. so uh, yeah. yeah it is a good to have and not uh, if possible do contribute if you are interested and yeah uh, it's yep. definitely it helps in your career and your growth so yeah and when you think back about your previous employer <laughs> you mentioned that they encouraged people to contribute to open source do you recall what was their and i mean if that's something you can share what was their reason for that like why did they encourage that see the thing is basically they um, what is the word is they don't discourage i mean they encourage and based on the what what you have contributed to the open source there there is there is some sort of a, a financial incentive as well some uh, depends on what kind of stuff oh. you have so uh, that can also uh, be a good uh, side benefit as well uh, from contributing to the open source but yeah. it, it, that is not that was not my intention behind that but it's just i like to contribute and we used to heavily depend on the provisioning engine the pnp powershell commands and all that and you often used to find bugs so if we get stuck and on those kind of issues uh, we have to kind of depend on uh, the improvement of those products themselves so that our work gets unstuck and so there is obviously some sort of a um, mutual benefit from the uh, happening there as well so yeah yeah and and of course as it's open source you can just yeah. jump in and fix the bug because yeah. Yeah. it's just rather than waiting just, for the priority. Just. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah, of just, course, they say... Yeah. Here are the two million a, lines of code, <laughs> and somewhere in there is a bug. You just yes. fix it. Yeah. Just fix it. It never Come happens on. that way, right? Now, yeah. now, can you talk about bits? You, you, you started as a contributor, um, then you came to be an MVP, or and then you grew to be part of the BMP PowerShell uh, and the team. So how did that happen? Is it is it Was that terrifying, or you're kind of growing to be not just a contributor? Now, you're the one who's actually dealing with the contributions and, and the poor request and, and being responsible of reading things. Yep. Um, yeah, I contributed to PowerShell, PNB PowerShell and the provisioning engine primarily. So uh, Arvin used to contribute a lot, fix some of the bugs there and add some new commands and that kind of stuff. Um, Arvin noticed it. He asked me whether I would like to join him uh, along with a bunch of other folks, uh, which are very amazing, like uh, Veronique, uh, yeah, Kun Zumas yeah. and uh, Bert Janssen. And of course, Arvin is there, the grandfather and uh, source of the PNP <laughs> PowerShell. So, yep. Erwin Van Hoonen, by the way, Irvin for those who don't yeah. know. Yeah. So there is no other Erwin. Well, that's is true. There? <laughs> hey, no. He is the father. So. The only Erwin, yeah. Yep. Um, yep, so I joined the amazing team at PNP PowerShell. And now, uh, besides contributing, I also help process the pull requests and try to help the community by fixing some bugs or commenting on the issues or helping them out in whatever way. It's possible there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 was it a kind of a? It, it's basically as there is a multiple group of people, it's easier yeah. to come in and yeah. and being part of that. Yeah. And then you of course benefit out of the well, interactions and helping each other. Yeah. yeah. 
So I'm just looking at here quickly. Uh, within this year, uh, the BNP PowerShell has been used in 55,960 tenants. Um, how does that make you feel? You're responsible for something which is used well, in production. <laughs> you're responsible. You, you almost make it sound like it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, that's, that's you're responsible for it. <laughs> you know, yes. terrified, but also a privilege to yeah uh, help process the stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, it, but, it, it, yeah. they say BMP PowerShell has been amazingly success. Uh, it took a while for many, many years to actually get it really being adapted and used, but now it's being used as de facto yeah. in many, many areas. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, we, we at Valo as well use BMP PowerShell and the provisioning engine to like you know do some stuff on SharePoint and Teams and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it helps uh, in every way wherever you go. So, yeah. Are you terrified? Are you, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> now being I'm honest. Yeah. So, now yes. I'm more terrified because I did not know that number. But <laughs> yeah. and now by the way, I have like, to oops. clarify. Oops. The reason about how we know this is that as part of the requests, um, as the, the PowerShell is calling in, the, the called uh, PMP PowerShell command letter is getting stamped on the header. Uh, fully visible in the code, what we're doing there. And that's the, the indication then on, okay, it was used in this tenant, this tenant, this tenant. So we get a, some sort of a hunch on how widely it's being used, because otherwise it would be really, really difficult to understand, is it actually used, is it actually used at all? Uh, yeah. Because you never know. So, of course, based on the contribution and downloads, and I guess there's more than 1 million downloads of BMP PowerShell in the PowerShell gallery as well. So yeah. Every day, right? So... Well, <laughs> 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 but it was hundreds of millions of column commandlet executions yeah. every day, which yeah. is just wow. But yeah. a lot of it is, of course, automation yeah. uh, because it's easy to do. Um, and yeah. and there are alternatives like CLI for Microsoft 365, but still, yeah. in the Windows world, the BMP the PowerShell is just more common, yeah. probably, to be used. Not just Windows, PowerShell works on Mac, sure. Linux, yeah, yeah. everywhere. So wherever PowerShell nowadays, works, absolutely. yeah, nowadays, yeah, yeah, nowadays. nowadays. So that that started like end of 2019, sometime. So when yeah. we also moved towards the cross-platform side of the thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Veronique, uh, who is also one of our maintainers, she is a Mac person, so she uses PowerShell, PNP PowerShell out there. She is on a Mac. Yeah, really. That's actually, I, I wasn't that. aware of that. That's actually really yeah, good. I so. she, was, she was on Windows. Ah, there you go. Don't <laughs> yes. Learn a thing. But so that, that's actually really good because then that means that there are maintainers who are using it cross-platform. It means that people are yes. testing that cross-platform. It's it's a super wide open thing for sure. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and PNP really also has like a lot of moving parts, so some stuff might not work on Mac, but yeah, because yeah, like certificates generation and those kind of stuff. Yeah. So that can be a bit challenging, but yeah, a majority of the commands do work there. So yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. Okay, that's that's really cool. I wasn't aware of that either. <laughs> Maybe we should talk up with no, 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 never mind. Now, um, now I want to come a bit a bit back on the on the the work you said that you 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 work as a software engineer uh, in Valo and creating products and you have customer stories and all of that. Uh, how does a typical day for a software engineer creating products and uh, being like an in an ISV? How does that look like? What what do you actually do? Yeah. Um, Primarily because I'm an engineer, I 
write code a majority of the time i also help my teammates uh, if they are running into some issues so help them solve some issues that they run into um, um i have a team lead and of course the product owners who decide the user stories so based on the user stories that they have decided and the tasks that we have created inside those user stories we work we pick up those tasks and of course um Valo has a lot of customers and partners, so they also report some bugs or even feature announcements. So based on the priority that uh, the product owners uh, set, uh, we work on our, or we pick the tasks from there, the yeah. bucket that is there. Yeah, we, we didn't ask actually this as we started. So what does actually Valo make? What what are the products? What 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 does it? What is a Valo solution? What does it do? And what kind of technologies you're actually using? Yeah, Valo Solutions is now kind of part of Staffbase family. So we got acquired in December by Staffbase. Uh, Valo primarily uh, creates products for Microsoft 365. So I work on the Valo internet team. Uh, but besides that, uh, we have Valo teamwork and we also have Valo Connect products as well. So yeah, teamwork is mainly for teams governance and stuff. And uh, Connect is also for teams, uh, making teams apps better and that kind of stuff. So yeah, and I of course work on internet. So it is creating a internet and digital workspace there. So, yeah. So you and, mentioned and that you work on all kinds of things, right? Spanning yeah. from Azure, SharePoint, SharePoint framework, Teams, Graph. How do you keep up? Like what, PowerShell, there you go, another one. How do you keep up? How do you, how do you stay in touch with everything that's new? How do you learn about things? How, where do you, where are you plugged to stay on top of the latest announcements? What's possible? What's coming? What's relevant? How do you how do you go about it? Twitter. Um, <laughs> mainly, I follow uh, interesting folks on Twitter. So they post some content, and I follow that content that is mainly posted there. And of course, there is the dev blogs from Microsoft and the PNP community itself. So a lot of times in the PNP PowerShell gallery, we face some a uh, lot of uh, people come out with some weird, very weird issues, and we try to fix them. And we learn something like, hmm, that's how you can do that. So that's also how we learn. So yeah, it's combination of multiple things so of course we keep up with blogs twitter partial i mean issues list and yeah and do you also do some you know like in company i don't know code thursdays or once a month you have a in company virtual meeting where you know people come up to the stage or in virtual stage now that we're, we're at home open the laptop and show the code that they wrote or anything around that do you have specific in company efforts towards that uh, in in company, um, not in company as such, but in in my team, we do have uh, like a technical Fridays meeting. So usually, if somebody wants to share something, they do. Uh, they usually we have a mon Friday morning slot that we have, and somebody can just present some stuff that they worked on or they found interesting, and they share with the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's something you can share. Maybe one one thing that blew your mind in the last I don't know, let's say three months, five months. You you've seen on three six five, and you're like. That's cool. <laughs> Which one do I pick? <laughs> you can only have one. Um, I'm mm, not putting you on a spot at all. Yeah, yeah. And not yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hard, hard to really pick up. Uh, but yeah, one thing that really blew my mind is around the graph. Uh, batching stuff so that is something we implemented in pnp powershell so a lot of folks uh, what used to happen is uh, you want to create a new teams team or you want to add some users inside a team right so what used to happen is we just had to we could do it only one user at a time 
but then uh, i think microsoft released this batch bulk add api and now we could process 200 users in a single batch so uh, in a single batch and you can basically add them to a teams team or inside a group and that kind of stuff so that actually blew my and, mind so yeah and that's in the graph sdk graph, right um graph sdk no graph api so, okay Yeah, API. Yeah, API, which means also that is also available in the SDK. Of course, SDK it's in SDK because SDK is mapper. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. if it's in API, it's in SDK. SDK. Yeah. 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 But Fair yeah, point. so basically, it made the job easier to just add like teams as I guess twenty thousand users limit in a single team. So you can just make two uh, like two hundred into ten hundred hundred. REST API calls, and you can add twenty thousand users. Previously, used to wow. have used to make like twenty thousand. Call. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's like that's wow. a significant have reduction. Seen, on have you actually seen teams with twenty thousand users in there? I guess Microsoft might have, but not. not nope. 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 Okay. Not that I know of, at least. I'm, yeah, I'm, no, 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 I'm no, no. not. I guess all company <laughs> might be uh, all company or that kind of. Thing. No, we we use Yammer for all company yeah. and all of that. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yammer is, no. is actively used, actually. Yammer community is and, and embedded on yeah. Teams and all of that stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. It starts making sense. Yeah. <laughs> but at scale, yeah, you're like, aha, that that is why that's yeah. how it fits. Yeah. Like, right? Because like 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 if you are, I recall, like I used to work in the past in companies of 20 odd folks. You're like, okay, so mm-hmm. we have Outlook, we have Yammer, we have Teams, and you're sitting just right there next to me. How do I reach you? <laughs> yeah, like what is the best yeah. way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now at scale and, and working at home, it's kind of it makes sense, makes sense right? Yeah. I mean, we're in a call, but I also have uh, have colleagues in Australia and Hawaii and US, and yeah. like live meetings is not the default because it's inconvenient, especially yeah. like yeah. when you want to talk at the same time from somebody. From Australia and Hawaii, like ah, that's not trivial, you yeah. know. So having the asset comes, the asset comes, right? And then like you get like, hey, is this something only within that group, or is it maybe a relevant thing that I want to share with bigger audience, right? And then you kind of start thinking, thinking, yeah, in these terms, yeah, yeah. 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 And it's just yeah. Cool. Now, um, from a timing perspective, we need to be conscious about again on the timing. But but what what's actually anything interesting? What you're building on on the PMP PowerShell, uh, or is it already? Is it ready? Is it complete? Or or how is, is the development done? happening? Is it done? <laughs> and the PMP PowerShell, yep. Um, so um, PowerShell, the PowerShell team at Microsoft, they released the PowerShell. They released the predictor helper tool or something. So we're oh. looking into ways to help people. Inside PowerShell sessions to like autocomplete. So think about autocomplete yep. inside your PNP inside your PowerShell session. So we're looking into that. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. So we will think about uh, integrating that inside the PowerShell. So oh, yeah, cool. that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Uh, besides that, yeah, uh, usual stuff happens on the PR. So um, we also got an interesting. Uh, pull request related to the Docker Hub. Uh, I guess Waldek, you helped us out as well related to that. So uh, maybe we'll publish the nightly builds to pin uh, to the Docker Hub as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, looking into that, that is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Nice. Yeah. I'm just quickly checking the situation. So the latest major version has been released two months ago, then five months ago. So it's no longer monthly releases. That's that's understandable. Yeah, yeah. There's 2.1 million downloads of the PMP PowerShell, the latest version. And okay. then there's the PMP PowerShell, there's the older version, which has been downloaded 15.5 million. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a yeah. lot of PowerShell. Yes. Yeah. That is a lot of, yes, indeed. Well, but it only proves the point, right? That yeah. it's something that people need and want to use, and it's meaningful, yeah. and it's something that definitely improves uh, the way they work, right? So it's a great addition, I think, for anybody from admins to devs That's who true. use it to automate their, their work and yeah. save precious time. Yeah. And I mean, I think Jeffrey Snower, who is the person who created PowerShell, he said, like, UI doesn't scale, so you need some sort of automation. So it doesn't yeah, matter if it's PowerShell. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it was, I think I think that was indeed, like like yeah. you said, that was in context of uh, migrating ex exchange servers or something um, along that, right? Like, like it, it works with one or two, but then you have a hundred, thousand, yeah. two thousand, and you're like, and how will you do that then? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which which is the reason why we need to have APIs, and then yeah. on APIs we can then capture the Py scripting on on top of it because that's how PowerShell always works. Yeah. So, yeah, but you need to have the API to be able API to first, perform yeah. automation. Stable API. Uh, yes. <laughs> what? Yes. Stable API. So. Stable yes. API. Yes. Stable that, is, oh, that that's actually a good point as well. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not a. It's it's this way to today and it's a different way tomorrow. It's like no 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 you cannot do that. So well, the API is in preview. No, and, and and to be fair, uh, I guess it's fine for for showing an, one example which I still remember from a few years back, which is of course as we move along on this journey within the cloud, um, it's not like everybody who comes to the the. the uh, building these things even internally in Microsoft are quite up to date on the scale and automation and the impact. Because I remember a scenario where um, there was a developer who actually made a breaking change in a tenant API level for automating something. And and the, the assumption as I, as I flagged it, uh, do whatever reason, I was the gatekeeper on some of this stuff uh, a few years back. Um, things what I get to do every now and then. But as I noticed the, the breaking chains before we shot, submitted uh, the, the API package and the PowerShell package. The matrix. Hey, yeah. I'm seeing I'm and seeing then, this code. Yeah, there, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, of course, contacted the people, tell them that this isn't so, so um, that there's a breaking change. Uh, you're breaking all of the existing installations of PowerShell. So this yeah, will yeah. be not beneficial. And the initial answer was, no, no, no. We'll ask them to update. Which is like no, you, no, and then the second question was no, no. Can can we somehow force them to update? They said no, you cannot. So if if you publish an APIs, and that's that's the one thing what what, and it's understandable if you yeah. haven't done this before, you might not think about it yeah. that you need to version to APIs in a certain way, and um, because if we would have allowed that API change to come out all of the existing scripts would have been broken. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that would have been really bad experience. And, but again, and the, the mental apps, mindset... And processes and yeah, yeah, all, it, anything. Exactly. But the, and it's, it's an understandable assumption, but then you realize that, well, there's hundreds of thousands of installations of this. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's not three persons I need to ping to say that can you update this. It's hundreds of thousands of installations. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's one of the journey as, as we learn 
and then new people come into the, the software development and then they start realizing that, oh, 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 the stuff is being yeah. used by tens of thousands of people. Like today you learn Gautam, uh, 55,000 tenants being used yeah. PMP PowerShell this year. So then well, that's between but, but, first but it is, I guess, in a way um, related maybe to the fact that you have the impression that you're building SaaS. So you are in control of anything that's out there. You dictate the you know the pace of change and so forth and so on. Sure. Sure. You actually do, except for the APIs because there's a contract. Yes, exactly. Right? And that exactly. you cannot, you can never, ever, ever break that period. Of course, you can version the APIs in a smart way. Yes, and, but don't break it. Yes. You, can, you can introduce yeah. changes in the API surface and additional things, but you cannot break the existing contract. So, yeah. Yeah. Or you will have unhappy people. Now, yeah. we're starting to run out of time. Gautam, anything interesting what you're doing this week? What's happening? Mm. Anything what you can talk about? No, um, nothing. Or <laughs> next week, or next, next, next week. Yeah. Now we're recording <laughs> yeah, this on yeah. Friday. So, <laughs> yep, uh, moving uh, our projects from .NET Framework to .NET Core. So PNP, uh, oh. as you might remember, so uh, PNP PowerShell is supporting on .NET Standard and .NET Framework and that kind of stuff. So we want to move towards a more .NET Core because it is quite good. We have even seen significant benefits of this uh, .NET move to the .NET Core side of the house because yep. think about the performance, like just simple stuff like the PNP provisioning template that you execute on PS5 and the yep. same template you execute on PS7. Fast, it's like significantly faster. So wow. it, yeah, it, it without practically changing the code as such. So it's, that's the benefit of .NET Core that's happening here. Ah. So. Yeah, but even, so will you even have the benefit given that I mean at the at the end of the of, of the day you're gonna call SharePoint API to yeah, create yeah. the artifacts and yeah. from everything involved I can imagine that that will be the slowest part because yeah. that's yeah. call over the wire to a server that does things hence a reply whereas whereas in PowerShell you will do what you will read everything to memory parse it and yeah. that's about it so yeah. is e even that small part that's, already a meaningful benefit yeah yeah yeah. So, Think about JSON parsing and that kind of stuff. Significant improvement there. So, I mean, we we used to, yeah, our DevOps pipeline, we used to have like PS5 and that used to create like seven, eight SharePoint site collections, provision the PNP templates. And that used to take like one or 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Once we moved to PS7, it's around 40, 45 minutes. That's that's almost wow. 50%. Yeah. Think about the savings. Insane, like, you would have never expected that. Yeah, and we practically didn't change anything. It's just the same command, just the layer is changed like from PS5 to PS7. It's and yes. though, and that was it on about the same time that at Microsoft we updated our servers and farms by coincidence. <laughs> That's completely a black box, so Possible. Yeah. and yeah. there's no servers anymore, so it's okay. So yeah. well, well there there's, there's always a server behind servers. of the scenes. Yes. No, I, yes, there are servers. I can't do, yes, of course <laughs> yeah. there are servers. There, there yeah. must be servers. It's, it's somebody else's computer. So yes, always. all laptops. So we all can do IAS reset. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's not so that kind of a server. Teddy at home, but then <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, like, what about you? If what anything interesting was happening? Uh, this week, not much. It's about weekend. Built, um, built, 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 built. Week. So that, week. That, that is next week. So when you're watching this, is it, that is this week? Uh, it's built. It's today. It's if you're watching this on the day that this yes, is yes, exactly. So it's built. <laughs> I have 
the pleasure of being part of uh, Ask Me Anything, uh, being a subject matter expert on sessions. So really being there available for anybody in case you have any questions, anything you want to ask about building apps on 365, using Microsoft Graph, building on Viva Connections, using Teams, uh, anything around that. Um, other than that, working on a few internal ideas for things yet to come. Um, other than that, business as usual, doing more reviews, more features for our CLI for Microsoft 365. Cool. Cool. What about you, Lisa? The build, build there. I'm, I'm going to take two, uh, two of my wisdom deeds are going to be taken away on Monday, which I'm waiting, uh, eagerly waiting to happen. Um, Less um, is more. But- Less is, less, is, less is more. So, but it's good. It's it's for a good, good reasons. So, um, uh, uh, even at this age, you just cannot get used to dentists. That's ah, but anyway. Is that your so, thing? Sorry. Is that your thing? Your Achilles heel? Yes. The yes, dentist. Yes, okay. Yes. Yes, absolutely, 100%. Uh, build obviously happening, business as usual, looking into getting a version of SPFX out. Uh, nothing too special, actually. So so catching up on countless of things. My my, my calendar starts looking like a Tetris. And so, you know. That's the one. <laughs> but cool. I guess it's time to close up. Thank you, Gautam. Um, enjoy the weekend uh, as we're recording this on Friday and have a great uh, start for next week as well. Enjoy the Finnish summer. <laughs> it's raining here. <laughs> well, it's not raining, but it's like plus 12. So. <laughs> <laughs> summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks it's, thanks it's, for it's having okay. me. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Pretty soon it's going to be snowy again, so it's okay. No, <laughs> no, but what's actually cool, I have to say, is that the Gautam is now actually starting to see probably the differences between the winter and summer, and the, the amount of light is just... It's Which just is exactly what? You have snow, you don't have snow. Other than that, it's still, it's still cold. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's the, the, the sun goes down at 3.30 versus the sun goes down at 11.30 p.m. So there's a pretty significant <laughs> difference. So... It's actually super okay. wild, and and still after what forty six, forty seven, I don't know, many many years, uh, you're like every single spring, you're like, oh my god, exactly, 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 <laughs> and it's not too hot, so which is yeah, yeah. So because the season is nice, we'll be, I'll be going to play cricket today, so somewhere Ooh, near the cool. yeah, yeah, cool. that's really good. Yeah. So cool. But that's it for this one. On thanks everyone for watching, listening, and we'll close up with the articles with me and Waldeck together. But thank you, Gautam. Really awesome to have you in the show again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Excellent. So thank you, Gautam, on that discussion. Uh, good to catch up. And it's it's one of the core things um, is as one of the things what Gautam is doing is for sure the coordination of PMP PowerShell, uh, which which is for sure one of the most widely used open source projects which we have in Microsoft 365. So it's it's amazing work that Erwin was, was able to start back in, when was it, 2014, actually? It's, it's been 84 years. It's, it's, 
it's been 84. <laughs> Pretty close, actually. <laughs> so, and how that has grown to be what it is and how widely it's being actually used. Um, and it is community open source driven. Um, so really, really cool. Um, and addressing those gaps. Um, and that's one of the things what, what we talked about this when we got them as well. But it's one of the things for sure what our open source and community work is intended to be. It's about helping addressing the gaps until something is in the product or something will be in the product. So it's it's a much more agile way. And that's what we as a Microsoft want to do, actually, a lot. So we want use to and not use. We want to partner with external people um, so that we can address the gaps faster. And then maybe after a while, there will be a first party supported way of doing things uh, rather than uh, waiting for the, there's a gap and then you, you'll be waiting for and complaining about Microsoft not addressing the gap. So the internal, getting the gaps addressed is always a bit of a different thing when it's done internally and as a first party and fully supported thing globally rather than open source and community. It's a- Well, yeah, and I, and I guess at the end of the day, we're a big place at Microsoft. True. Still, we True. don't have infinite manpower to do everything you might want to do, right? So in yep. the end, it makes perfect sense, right? right? And I mean, we have the motto at Microsoft that together we can achieve more. Yep. And it sounds maybe a bit off, but yet like this is exactly example of that. Together with yep. with community, we can achieve more. We can solve yep. more problems if we work together, as opposed to say, no, we need to do do everything, right? So yep. we focus on the things that we can do at Microsoft only, building products and services for everybody to use. And if there are things that community can do, let's partner, let's do yep. it together, because again, we will be able to achieve more. Absolutely, absolutely. And then maybe that feature or functionality is getting adapted inside of the product and at some maybe point. Not, and perfectly way, fine maybe not, and that's perfectly fine That's completely fine. Yeah, exactly. So, And also the connection with the with the community customers and products is super important because even though we have designers and researchers and all of that in Microsoft, but it doesn't mean that there's that many people who actively work day to day with the end users. So, so having that connection and getting the feedback which drives then the production design is super, super critical. Anyway, getting distracted and, and, and disconnected, distracted, disconnected. See, my English is so good, but it's fine. Distracted uh, on a discussion. So let's actually jump on the on the articles uh, because we wanted to go through some of them as well. Not that many on the site, uh, but um, it's okay. It's not about the quantity, it's about the quality, right? Yes. Cool. So first of all, um, a bit about, uh, uh, well, it's a big news, uh, of course, in the Microsoft Teams uh, site. The Microsoft Teams app is now available in Microsoft Store. Uh, when we were first seeing this article, we were both like, what, what? But, but it is actually a good thing because, again, uh, it's then a reliable way of distributing rather than going to a site and downloading the EXE. Because, again, downloading something as an EXE is always a risk because you don't know. Oh, and not all companies EXE. allow that. Right? That is true. That is true. Yes. Absolutely. So having this kind of a easy installation uh, is super, super important for sure. Yeah. Now, so that's really, really cool. Now, we had also a really nice article from Michael Holster uh, touching the Viva Connection and what is new and next in the Viva Connection, where we talk about the latest features and capabilities. And we do acknowledge that not necessarily everybody has yet quite grasped the idea of the mobile and the frontline workers and the Viva Connection thinking because it, it takes a while. And, and every single time oh, we yeah. introduce a new product, it can take easily one year or two years before it's like, oh, oh, now I get it. Now, now well, I get it. Well, so. and it. well, but I mean, it isn't that, right? I mean, in a grand scheme of things, if you factor everything else that is there to 
to um, factor in a big big company, right? Like, yeah. People have planning, work to do, existing plans, existing operations, systems, and this is yet another thing for them. It's a big thing for us. It's very yep. much top of mind for us, yep. especially if you're on a team that builds that. But for, for a customer, that is one more thing. And sure, yes. it is important, especially now in the hybrid working where people work remotely, people work from whenever they want to and choose to. Yep. This is an important way to stay connected, right? So we see a huge uptick in adoption, but yep. we also see that there is yet so much more to come. So we are yes. fully much or fully aware that we will see more and more interest over time. And it's really cool to see that Viva is evolving too with more features yes. available. So this is a great announcement showing what is in progress now, what's coming. Um, and yeah, like stay, stay tuned for more updates. And, and one thing what I actually want to call out from here is it's a great partnership, which we did with the community in open source, is the sample card gallery, uh, which is now available from SharePoint Store. So these galleries, what we see in this these cards and their designs, what we're seeing here, are there for storytelling. And then there's a, a design guidance and explaining how it actually works. So, so this is a really, 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 really powerful uh, sample, which actually explains how we're tying in uh, the the adaptive cards to the Microsoft Teams personal application, and which is also implemented using SharePoint framework. So really, really cool stuff. And we we did partner with Simpraxis, so we could easily get it through the store submission pipeline without internal bureaucracy. So which <laughs> which is one way of dealing these things. But but Simpraxis was a fundamental piece on on making this happen because they have they they actually implemented some of these features um, based on our guidance as well. So really really cool. Thank you, Simpraxis and and the direct especially. Uh, related on the work in here, but really, really cool stuff and examples. Now, uh, apparently, I had a new article. Yes, I did. Things want to do, but this person. This, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit of a jumping from one thing to another this week. So it's like, get that one out, go here, get that one out, go here. But yeah, ship so it, I, ship we, it. we published an article on Tuesday and this week related on most used SharePoint framework solutions in store April 2022. So every single month we are, we are doing this and a bit of an evolving OS to messaging and updating also the, the upcoming uh, features and upcoming plans for, for SharePoint Framework as well. But uh, And also, of course, calling out what are the most widely used solutions. So it's cool to see that the adaption of the store acquisition model is, is the way of getting them from store is increasing as well. So really, really cool. Now, this one's actually super important as well. We absolutely want people to come to Microsoft Build. Um, it, there's a lot of, lot of cool uh, features and cool sessions available. Um, so uh, we'll link this in the chat um, because of the timeline, timings and everything else. We're not going to deep dive on this one too much in this session. But I'm going to actually call out from a few things from here. And that, now I'm realizing that I will need to let you while they talk a bit as well. But <laughs> <let's> do... <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm the silent Finn, so super shy yes. and introvert. Absolutely. Said no one ever. <laughs> but um, there's a you keynote with so Jeff Nobody and else Charles. in Finland has to. <laughs> yes. Or the, you know, the sacrifice, what we need to do <laughs> for yes, other people. Taking one for the team. Exactly. So Jeff and Charles have a joint uh, session uh, as a keynote uh, on Tuesday, uh, which is a really cool thing. Of course, everything is recorded. You can get it afterwards as well. Um, so that's cool. And then we have breakout session, ask the expert sessions, and on-demand sessions. On-demand sessions is basically videos for you to download and have a look on things across the whole 
Microsoft 365 platform. But then uh, we also have, which is actually really interesting, a, a uh, well, of course, my learn uh, live with Yannick and, and Luisa, which is really cool, but then product roundtable. So we would love to get our community and customers and partners to join on this to give us feedback. So this is basically focusing on, hey, we're planning to do this and this and this. What do you think? How how do we improve? Um, coming back on the discussion, which we just had related on the importance of community and customers. So really kind of a help us to define that we're doing the right things. Um, if something doesn't work, please let us know. If something is missing, please let us know. And yes, you might have said the same thing already for five years. Unfortunately, there's changes in the organization. There's changes in the people. There's changes in, in the teams. Um, and, and In plans. In plans. So let's keep on asking, asking, asking. We will make that happen for sure. Now, the next article, SPFX Basic. Baltic. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so if you build apps with SPFX, if you build apps for Viva, Teams, SharePoint, and you work in a place that has a proxy because you want to um, route your internet traffic, network traffic, and so forth and so on, AC has a great article showing how you can set up NPM to work behind a proxy. This is invaluable tip, it's short article, but it's definitely something that you need to have in place for everything to work as you need. Definitely check it out if you work behind a proxy. Awesome, really good AC, thank you, thank you for this one. That's, why, didn't, why don't we have this in the docs? Anyway, um, Emily had an interesting article related on uh, the embed web part and feedback links, uh, which have a bit of a, a bummer on the limitations because it's actually filtering what are the supported embedding URLs. So Emily's plead to Microsoft is that let's please, please, please get a bit of a bit more things which are supported in here. It's a security thing. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. But then again, ah. isn't this driven by the same thing that we had had in the past with the allowed domain list? Yeah. Yes, most likely it is. Yes. But but again, I, it's understandable, but still, and then there's a few things missing, like the docs.microsoft.com, so you would be able to create guidance yes, and all that, that is, stuff, which, which yes, is, yeah. That so. is a shame, yes. Um, Paula had a new article? Y yes, new video. video. It's an there's article a, in vi visual form, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. So Paolo is talking about yet another uh, control that we have in our community-driven PNP control set. And this time it's about paginating through data sets, right? Yeah. So how you can implement that. Um, isn't that specifically for search? Or is it just uh, is no, it for any, any data set? It's, it's okay. not a search. Yeah, so any, any data, set. data set, yeah, you can connect that, and that allows you to page through a data set that is too large to fit in single overview, right? So yep. definitely check it out. If you build any kind of data overview, keep this in mind, because it's a it looks simple on surface, but there are quite a few things you need to take into account, and this thing can help you save a lot of time and effort. So definitely keep that in the back of of your mind. Absolutely, absolutely. And then April, uh, one of our cloud advocates, uh, April Dunham, had once again a great Power Apps uh, guidance video around mapping plot points in, in Power Apps. Um, she's releasing pretty much one video in a week, which is absolutely brilliant. And, and so please, please, please do subscribe on her channel as well. So really, really cool stuff. Thank you, April, on that. Now, let me actually stop sharing and let's do have a nice rest of the week. No, just kidding. So, 
Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Well, the rest but of the yeah. week you won't. You will, yeah. It's it's it no rest for the rest of the week for us. Exactly. Yeah, but by the time you watch it, yes, <laughs> yes, depending when when you're watching it. But yeah, so uh, I guess that's it for for this week. Thank you, Gaudam, one more time. A really cool discussion uh, on and learning your perspective as as well, um, and taking an ownership and taking leadership on those kind of a, a big open source project is is really might be a bit intimidating as well. But it's 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 good. It's yes. good that people are brave enough to actually do that, and we need that. So which is really good because that's how they are sustainable. Anyway, anything else from your side, Valdek? Yes, everybody, enjoy build. Enjoy build. We'll be back within a week. Bye-bye. Bye.